to Top Notch Tuesdays with Brenda Stewart, Jamie Huddleston. So we're so excited, listeners, that you're here today, and we have a very, very special guest, Drew McMurtry. Yes. He has been a longtime friend of mine and colleague, and a Brenda too. Mm-hmm. Brenda, tell us how you know Drew. I don't know. I've just always known. Him. <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, I've just known him for a long time. He's always been a good lender, and I really don't know how no, I met. Awesome. I'm sure that I came uh, to your office in downtown uh, uh, Cooper, Texas. Cooper, say Texas. it right. Cooper. Cooper. That's the way my granddad always said it. So. Well, I say it wrong every time. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Anyway, well, the, the way Drew and I know each other, um, I was working for a local bank back in 2004. Yes. as a mortgage loan officer and drew came in one day and said hey jamie i know you're doing a lot of loans with the agents and you know i'm really happy for you he really wasn't but Oops. anyway <laughs> we were both really young back then yes they were really 20s young. 20s i didn't have kids back then I'm a lot smarter now though did you have kids no okay yeah we were young anyway and he goes but i will take all your bad credit loans all your bad credit all the ones you can't get pushed through give them to me and i really liked him i was like you know what he is a go-getter he drove all the way over here to come talk to me that's right i mean i was impressed like i really was and so i did i gave you all my bad loans and then later on you asked me to come work for the company i wished you would have (laughs) i was like no because then i became a real estate agent and i was just like no i'm i'm done with lending but uh, cmb didn't do uh, fha loans right we didn't do fha we didn't do any government that's right va or usda now we do have a couple of local banks here in town though they do government now now but back then it was conventional yes only fannie mae in-house 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 or conventional fannie mae fixed Mm -hmm. rate that was it yeah. So and that was the blessing of being a broker. I can offer all loan programs. That's right. And you are good at what you do. <laughs> you are very good. And even back then, like, when you made those bad credit loans turn around and they got houses, I was like, wow, this guy's good. He is. And so now what, I guess it's 20-something years later, right? Yeah, yes. 20. At least 21. Here we are. Yep. So... Um, anyways, we have a few questions for you because we want to educate our listeners about the lending process because there's so many different, gosh, there's just so many different lending programs just for first time home buyer, second time home buyer, second home, second home, not just second time listing and buying another one, but second home, people that want a second home somewhere else, um, <coughs> investors, yes. uh, there's just a plethora of um lending programs so anyway i guess i'll just ask the first question what happened with the federal reserve meeting and how does that affect current interest rates because current interest rates is the hot topic now right yeah Yeah. yes (laughs) and it should be right because uh the way our you know our real estate our lending works real estate in general is that most people have to borrow money to buy a house right and most people don't have the cash to buy a home so that's where the government has stepped in and supported companies like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and the VA and the and the FHA, Federal Housing, the USD. All these are government-backed programs and wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the government because they want to push housing. 
because obviously there's so many jobs that are tied to housing, home builders and um, you know people that do concrete work and people that do real estate. I mean, there's so many jobs that are tied to it. So the, you know, in the in if they want to affect the economy, if they can funnel money towards things that create jobs, it's going to help. And real estate's one of the biggest ones they can do. True. But at the same time, they can affect jobs and the economy by raising rates, right? Right. And that's what they've decided to do. Apparently, we have, uh, as Americans, are doing too well, and so Isn't we need that to, sad? and we need to bring that back a little bit. <laughs> and so, uh, how we're going to do that is we're going to raise interest rates to make it more difficult for people to borrow, make it more, or to make it unaffordable for mo the vast majority of people to be able to afford a home. Oh my gosh, Brenda. We're gonna have to stop and start over. Just silence your phone. You can't take a call during this. It's fine. No, we're not. We're moving on. Brenda, you can't take a call during the podcast. I'm okay. Tanner. Well, it'll be okay. Does Missy need a call, Tanner? I don't know. Missy, call Tanner. Can you call Tanner and ask him if he's okay? I know he's okay, but ask him if he needs something from me that I'm okay. in a podcast, please. I'm sorry. I'm I thought I had it silenced. Am it's I okay. going to get fined? You're a real estate agent. Your phone is always on. <laughs> it, we I have to answer our phone. I just silence mine. I, well, I thought I had it. Okay. The best thing ever is that. Brenda, it's okay. Listen, Brenda's always on her phone. Okay, let's get real here, y'all. Let's, let's just get real. Hey, I have 23 listings. I have people to talk to. Yes, I know. And she's amazing. <laughs> but I'm in the truck with her one day, and her texts are just blowing up. And you know what I did? I was like, why do you have all these notifications on for group texts? Because I need to know. And I said, uh, not today. And so I started silencing all the group texts. I'm like, these have nothing to do with your listings, and you don't need to hear them go off every second. She's like, don't do that to my phone. Well, I have her passcode. I said, oh, yes, I did. I did. <laughs> So anyways, moving on, Drew. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I'm sorry. You can just delete all that. No, don't okay. delete it. It's good. Leave <laughs> it's it. It's real life. Leave it. This is real life right here at Top Notch Realty. Missy, is Tanner okay? Yes. He's oh, good. our baby's okay. 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 Uh, so, uh, you know, the one thing I want to say is these are all my opinions, right? It doesn't right. matter right or wrong, uh, but the Federal Reserve... Uh, has decided to keep rates stagnant. I mean, they're not going to raise them. So they met last week, and they realized that because of their aggressive um, policies of increasing rates so much over the last year or so, that they have accomplished what they hope to accomplish, which is a slowing of the economy. Jobs are being lost, less people are buying things, um, and corporations and commercial real estate are in a you know in a bind because now they are having to refinance their debts at higher amounts and it's just it's causing problems and that's what they wanted so like with the commercial real estate mm -hmm. i wanted to kind of explain that to people because there um, there's no fixed commercial rate loans 100 percent accurate so yes. they're adjustable rate mortgages which mm -hmm. are fine yes. i don't want people to be scared of adjustable rate mortgages they're not mm -hmm. always a bad thing 2008 we all of they us bad. here yeah. we are here they we are we lived thing. it those were bad back then but it's not always a bad thing, but I just wanted to say that is why some of the commercial, because they have like, let's say, $20 million loan and it's adjusting. And larger, yes. They are not being able to afford that payment now. Yeah, so typically, and this is changes, and it's not you know consistent, but typically a lot of commercial real estate is on, on five-year arms or seven-year arms. So that means a lot of people five years ago, what, 2019 or so, got a, a mortgage rate, a good one on a apartment building, a hotel, 
a you know high probably rise. a what at three and a half four. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm just guessing because it was during the pandemic. Commercials are higher, but let's call yeah. it, let's call it five and a half. Five and a half, right? which is cheap for commercial. And so now that debt's coming due, and they have two choices: pay it off or refinance it. Yep. Right. And now that same rate's nine and a half. That's How does a, that affect yeah. your cash flow if Ooh. you're a, if you're an apartment complex owner, mm-hmm. right? Um, now some of them, all, you know, not all people, but a good amount of the business does, right? And so that's and then also we also have the issue of the new work from home economy they call it, right? So think about places like downtown Dallas. Who really wants to drive to downtown Dallas and work on one of those high rises anymore, right? And no a lot one. of those no are, are empty. Oh, and and you know, not completely empty, but you know, they say there's there's 80 floors and you know you know, 60 of them are full, they're still, that's revenue being lost. Right. And so, you know, these things make a big difference. And if that company ha- or that part building has to file bankruptcy, then that's going to affect the people that are working there. Anyways, the point I'm saying is that the Federal Reserve has so much power with these interest rate decisions. And um, even though despite Americans' best effort of continuing to buy and spend money like we have, it is starting to slow. So. Because of that, they decided, hey, what we've been working on is working. So they didn't raise rates. So they're, they're going to hold it. And what we believe, and we could be wrong completely, but we believe that we're going to stay with these higher for longer is what they're calling it. They're just going to keep this higher rate for a longer period of time. We're thinking into next year sometime, maybe late next year. And then when they do start to lower rates, which they've told us they're going to, right? Right, they're going it's to. Going we to be, all know that. We've been, we've all been through this cycle. We know right. they're going to lower. <laughs> if you've been in the economy, or if you've been in business, or if you've been just alive for the last twenty years, you've seen this, right? It's the economy goes up and down. People make money on the up, and they lose money on the down. And and the same thing happens in real estate and everything else. So we're going to have a time. It's going to be rough, and then they'll start gradually lowering rates, and more than likely, we'll have a boom time in twenty twenty five. But do you really think, I mean, I don't ever think it'll go below five again. Yeah, those I just, are COVID rates, right? That yeah, I just don't. Of, I mean, when well, I was... Well, I don't know, because back <clears> in 2006, <throat> they got, they had gotten down to what? Six. It was no, six Well, maybe it was 2005. They had, I did a whole article over this. I think they had got down to four and a half, five. Mm-hmm. Well, you keep in mind, it depends on the type of loan. FHA right. is always going to be right. lower than a, a conventional. VA, too. Yeah, so... Yeah, you might have seen some some dip into those those amounts, and how much how many points did someone pay to get to buy a yes. rate down too? So, the point I'm making is there's a lot of different things. If we could get rates into the fives, mm-hmm. that's a t- that's an area that everybody can pretty much afford that. Yep, yep it's affordability. Right? Mm-hmm. And and because houses have gone up, right? Y'all know how much? What's the percentage yeah, increase exactly. in houses in a Listen, Hawkins County or a Delta County in the last? And few as years? an appraiser too, when I see that stuff, I'm mm-hmm. like. What just happened? But what you can't have high rates and high yes. home prices. Something's right. got to give. And if you go on any podcast, any Facebook post, any Instagram, that's all you see. Price adjustment, price adjustment, price adjustment, price reduction, price reduction. In my opinion, if the rates are high, you have to have a lower Wait, price. I'm you seeing can't. a new word, though. Not just price reduction. Um Price improvement. improvement. Yes. Price improvement, improvement is the new agent word. And I giggle when I see it. I'm I like, who came up with this word? Price improvement. Price. The price was lowered, people. I know. They lowered it. But the thing about it is, is that I think once sellers get on board, when I started real estate, the interest rate was 6 and 8%. Yeah. And we were selling houses like crazy. Yeah, of and course. Four, five, six, seven. It was. It was good. Yeah. But 
to me, I hate it when people say, oh, the market is just so slow. Oh, it's slowed down. No, it no, hasn't. It's, it's normal. Typical. This is typical. It is normal. In Delta County, we always had a 30, 60, 90, sometimes 120 turnaround rate right. for a house to be on the market. Yes. It didn't sell in one hour and 45 minutes with 1,900 offers. And 50,000 over asking price and 10,000 sales concessions. Y'all, listen, let's talk about that real quickly mm -hmm. because that was a crazy time. Mm -hmm. Appraisals were crazy. Mm -hmm. I was about to lose my mind too on both sides. But what I want to say is don't be brainwashed into thinking, and I do mean that, that that was typical. That was not typical. No. That was a crazy time. No. This is a typical market, what we are it in. We, it is. And straight I wanna, up. I want to say something about the arms too. It wasn't that the arm was bad, but not everybody had someone like him or. Uh, I mean, there were several in the in the market that knew what they were doing, but it was that buyers were not educated. They didn't know what an arm meant. They just knew they were going to, they had no idea that in two years, their interest rate was going to go up. Well, and that their payment was going to go, yeah, their payment was going right. to go from 700 to 1400. People had no idea. They didn't have lenders like you to educate them and say, okay, this is what's going to happen when you do an arm. You know, now it's very unlikely that that interest rate people, is going to go up. Right. It's going to go down. And I think people get so scared, Drew, about this too. Because I'm like, typically people buy every three to five years. A lady called me yesterday, that's said, this was my forever home. It's not forever anymore. And I said, that's the number one answer. I right. said, because you either yep. want to downsize, you're going to move by your grandkids. Um, you got divorced. You got married. Mm -hmm. You had a baby. It is a constant thing. So when life, you life changes, right? life changes, and life. so you know your job takes you somewhere else you didn't know. Well, it's the plan. The thing is with an with an adjustable rate mortgage, and this is what I tell people: don't be scared about that. If you know that you're going to sell this house in five years, do the adjustable, and then you're out of it because you did a five year adjustable rate mortgage, okay? And then you're selling it and you're moving on. Be educated about what you're doing, okay? Now and I what know your some people. Are. Right, what your options are. Yeah. And I know some people do not know what the future holds, but if you are the person that does know, like, I know I'm going to be transferred because yeah. I'm in the military or whatever, you know, which they'll do a VA loan probably more than likely. But just something like that, you know that your job is constantly being transferred. Look at those different options with your lender. Anyways, Drew, yes. I, I, want, I just wanted to say that. I'm sorry you know, I didn't why, mean why that. Why you... Uh, quickly to, to discuss uh, adjustable rate mortgages. At this time, our adjustable rate mortgages are not our best opportunity. And the reason why is because our fixed rates are so close to the same rate as an adjustable rate. Mm -hmm. That's right now because of the way the market is. And uh, there's no reason for us to get into how the secondary market works and things like that. But the point, all that matters to your average consumer is, what's the best deal for me right now? If I lay out a five-year arm for you and I say the interest rate is 6.5%, but I get you a 30-year fixed rate for 66 oh. more than likely, let's let's, yep. let's go with the guarantee, right? Yeah. And you have options of maybe you're going to keep it as a rental property one day, which is a great opportunity. To me, personally, I believe that real estate is the main way that your average person can become wealthy. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. One thing I personally did, and, and I'm, it's a blessing someone told me about it, is I never sold my first house. I still own my first house up until 2021. Wow. I bought it in 2007. I wish I kept mine. And so every house that I've owned since, I've either kept 
or if I did sell, I reinvested that into more real estate. The point I'm making is that if you get a great low interest rate on a fixed rate, the next time you go to buy a house, let's just keep that house, right? Mm -hmm. If you can, if it works for you and your agent tells you you can, you can make a good income on the rental um, or reinvest that into something else. But I wanted to kind of segue into a question that I know you're going to ask me, which is about the rate buy down. And I think it goes good hand in hand because it's a lot of confusion when I, we discuss what's called an interest rate buy down with an adjustable rate mortgage. They're not even close to the same, right? So a, an interest rate buy down, which is very popular right now, unless sellers pay for this, and it has to be negotiated by your realtor. Luckily, Brenda and Jamie are excellent realtors and great at negotiating. Thank and you. We are. We are. Are sellers willing <laughs> to negotiate right now? Yes. Compared to yes. a couple years ago? Oh, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you can negotiate with a seller to potentially lower a sales price on a home by $6,000. That might make a difference in your mortgage payment by 20 bucks or $25. But let's say instead of negotiating for them to lower the price, you negotiate for them to give you $6,000 towards closing cost of which you can use however you want. And you come to a mortgage broker like myself and you say, okay, I've got a contract and the seller's gonna be paying 6,000 of my closing cost. What we could offer you is what's called an interest rate buy-down, and that's where we temporary, temporarily lower your rate for either a one-year or a two-year or a three-year time period. And you're thinking, why would I just want to get a lower rate for one year or a lower rate for two years? Well, if we know, if we know that interest rates are going down the next year or two years, well, we right, do. then wouldn't we want to get a lower rate today and so that you can make that payment more affordable, mm -hmm. knowing that we're going to refinance you in the future? Yes. I mean, you nailed that. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you Good did. Job. Yeah, you did. So that's the thing. So that's why a lot of people are doing. It. And right now, uh, a buy down would be like this. We take a. You say right now, just to give you an idea, the current FHA interest rate six and a half percent, which is awesome. That's because it was not over bad. I didn't know they lowered that. I'm like, wow, they're not <coughs> seven and a quarter eight. It was yes. seven point. Three five. Yes. Or something All right, so I'm going to back they up. They went down. Forgive yes, me. Because of the question you asked me at the beginning, the Federal Reserve held rates high. The, here's what the mortgage industry does: as we build up to a rate uh, decision, like last week, we raise rates because we don't know what decision they're going to make. And in the mortgage industry, we're not going to get caught off guard oh. with them going, "Oh, we're going to take the rates up a half a point, or we're going to lower rates." I we don't know, know what they're going to do. I didn't know y'all did that. So we what's called bake it in the cake. We raise rates all the way up to that decision. If interest rates go down, well, great, we're going to lower interest rates the next day. If interest rates stay the same, great, then we're going to lower rates back down to where they were before we started raising. And if interest rates go up, we've already made the best, the good decision of That's making awesome. sure we're prepared. Because why didn't I know that? I had no idea. Because the money men on Wall Street are not going to lose money ever. Yeah, <laughs> you're so right. So they set it wow, up. Wow, that was a learning curve for me. So the reason, the point I'm going back to is that because they held rates high, then we saw a huge drop in the average mortgage rate the following day and up into this week. And I so see. we're going to go back to my question about FHA and strip being six and a half percent right now. So if we do a two one buy down, that basically means two one. So the two stands for two percent lower than the average interest rate for the first year. So it'd be four and a half. Four and a half percent. Oh my percent. gosh! How do you think that affects a mortgage bank? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And then what happens after that 12 months is up, you're gonna be the one for two one, the one part is that your rate will then be 1% below the starting rate of six and a half 
for the next 12 months. So that means it'd be five and a half percent. Okay. On the third year, it's going to go back to the original interest rate of six and a half percent. The great thing is anywhere during that time period, we can refinance into the current market. If it goes down to three again, you can yes. turn around and refinance and you can refinance your five and a half now for 3%. But let's say interest rates stay up. It's awesome. Then wow. you still get, and we get to that third year and you go to six and a half percent, you're still either assuming that rates must be higher because we didn't refinance you, right? You, you get that decision. And it stays fixed for the remainder of the term. I want, no, I want to know what the program was that he was telling you about last week. Well, it's, go ahead, Jordan. It's, it's, it, you, you explain it. It goes along these lines, though. It's an FHA loan, correct? Yes, it is, but it has nothing to do with the buy-down. Okay. The buy-down is going to be for our normal, everyday consumer. Well, then we'll come back to that question well, I have later. a question about the buy-down. Yep. Um, okay, so let's just say that, because we all know with all these secondary mortgages, there's only so much money you can ask for, you know, 3%, yep. 4%, 5%, 6%, yes. whatever, when you're asking for seller concessions. Okay, let's just say that the seller offers up $6,000 for a buy down. Right. But the buyer needs more to close. Okay. You still can't go over that 6%, right? That's true, but it's important to know. Okay, I can only speak for me and Stone Lake Mortgage. There's okay. so many mortgage companies out right. there. All right, so our fees, our costs, how we charge borrowers for a loan. At no point would a buy down plus all their closing costs go over 6%. That's what I wanted to know. I was going to okay. say a $300,000 house would be $18,000 yeah. in right. concessions. And that's, that's what I wanted so to know. So on that's average, your buy down, the 2-1 buy down, like a 1-1 buy down is we're only lowering your rate by 1% for one year. A 2-1 is, okay, so it's more expensive because it's two years. So that typically costs you about 2.5% of the house in general. Okay. So it's still at least 3.5% of a 6% seller concessions yes. to cover closing costs and 99% of the time we're going to do that. That's what I wanted to know. So the buy down, is it with FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA? Yep. It's all of them? Every one it of them. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to say this briefly because I don't want to get into the weeds on this. Okay. But a buy down is all we're doing is taking the difference between the interest rate. Okay, like we said, the interest rate is 6.5% and we're going to buy it down to 4.5% for that year. Whatever that difference in your monthly payment is, we're just setting that aside into an escrow account. Oh, I see. And every month when you make a payment, we're going to put in that part. Oh. So the cool part is you wow. never you never lose the money. So it it makes sense. You should do a buy down on every loan, no matter what, because you don't always, lose the money. Always. And the seller is it, the seller's giving you the money, so that money goes into this account to pay down your your monthly payment every month. And let's say we refinance after ten months. Well, that money's still sitting there. You don't lose it. It just reduces from how much you owe in the house. Oh my so there, goodness! There's it's no awesome. cost can, to. Wow! I mean, it, it doesn't cost you extra to do it. it. It it just makes sense on every single loan to do. Listen, that was like a little golden nugget, and you need to like hit the back ten to twenty seconds and watch that again because if you're a buyer or a seller, you need to know that. Mm -hmm. That was amazing information. I think it's, and I try to tell that to most of my clients, and you wouldn't believe that anybody that was open to listening always says yes that sounds like a great deal mm -hmm. see we told you he knows his stuff he like, does we're not kidding he's been doing it for a couple of months i, I have <laughs> and i love it okay so we've already um, talked about do. will current interest rates hike again in your opinion mm -hmm. i don't think so no, i don't I I, I, I I don't either i don't I feel not. it good lord you know well they wanted to slow down the economy and they did it well it's just yeah they did yeah they did are y'all feeling it <laughs> 
Yeah. Right? I mean, because the, the cost of food has gone up. The cost. Forty percent. I did a calculation on it. Forty percent cost about of food. Your insurance on your home, on your car. My What's insurance up? went up forty yes. percent. What's up with the four zero? It's really odd that you yeah. said this because everything that I have personally went up forty percent. Okay, your taxes on your homes have all gone up, right? Because the Mine values have gone up. Down. Oh, mine actually went down. That I new would, tax thing went in, and it actually okay. went down. Uh, so that's a and good thing to talk about. Thing. Yeah, and um, we on your homestead, um, you, I don't, I don't. Oh, oh, yes, 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 the yeah. homestead thing. They're voting. My appraisal today, today, today yes. and I've got to go vote after this. But yeah, yes, my appraisal Texas, did not go down, but my my rate went down. Right, because the homestead. We have homestead right. over well, sixty five. I'm not over sixty five yet. <laughs> no, but just letting y'all. No, she's not. She is young and vibrant. But yes, yes. But you need to vote. I hope you voted because you're not going to see this till after voting time. Yeah, sure. I think I'm going to go live on Facebook about this actually. I'm going it's right important. after this. Yeah. Tom County, I'm voting. And so, but it's only for the school taxes, right? No. Uh, the ISD taxes. Yeah, I think it is. Taking it's, it to 100000 because uh -huh. the uh, It's the homestead. It is the homestead too. That, we already, I think that one's already voted in. Because mine went down. Oh, this yes, year. yes, that it's one's already the, voted in. This yeah. is the school. You're yeah. right. I'm but sorry. It's going to, what I'm saying is it is, it's going to lower everyone's taxes, but that doesn't mean the tax dollar amount value of your home hasn't gone up. All right. of ours has, right? So, right. and it's increased constantly. So, the point I'm making is that everything in our lives has gone up mm -hmm. and it's costing us more yep. right now. Preach, and brother. so, that was what the, Federal Reserve is trying to ultimately solve is by getting us to quit buying more as much, to quit just to slow things down. And this is a process that will now, because now that they've done it, they'll let it sit for a while and we'll mellow in it mm -hmm. for the next year until yep. we all are like, please lower rates. It's you know? such a game. Yes, it is. It's such a game. It is. And if we just know this, then you can play the game. You can. You can. Yeah. You've so, got to be educated, and so that's this why we're is, here. So the next year will be an excellent time to buy real estate. Because let me ask you all this question. Ooh, 2024 is going to be good. How, how much will things change in real estate in Hobson's, Delta County, all this general area that y'all are, are in charge of, rains. right? When, when interest rates yeah. drop to 5%. Mm -hmm. Well, and all the, just like Delta County, I mean, it's growing all the time. You know, we've got that new lumber yard coming in from... Oh, yeah. Broken Bow. I mean, things oh, are. Hawkins there's County's nowhere else. To, there's nowhere else to go. Can, you know, the Metroplex is overrun with people. Let's talk about Green, Let's talk about Greenville and Commerce growing. Greenville is like, whoa. I, I mean, we're about to be meeting. You yep. know, like it's crazy. And it. Yep. I never thought. I always said that's not going to happen in my time. Oh, it's happening. I never thought it. It's happening. Every day I get calls because I, as a mortgage broker, I I'm licensed in Texas and Arkansas. But Texas is our main business, right? So I do business from El Paso to Houston right. to East Texas to, you know, uh, to the Panhandle. And every day, every single day I talk to people moving here or wanting to move here from other states. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of times because of interest rates or whatever the situation. And no income tax. And uh, it, it, when I talk to them, they, they state say state that tax. they're. State tax, sorry. They say that, uh, you know, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for rates to go down. So can you imagine the boom that's going to happen when rates go down? And so that's why it's a good time to buy today. That means it's going to be an appraisal refi boom too. I got to get geared up. For yes, it. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm trying, but you know, like I, I'm like doing this. I'm like, hold on, Jamie, hold on. <laughs> so yes, no, it's going to be good, and I'm excited, and I know that there's going to be a lot of agents that are not here anymore. Because they couldn't make it through this time. What's your opinion on that? We've seen it before. Mm -hmm. 
our agents are good. Yeah, we know so. ours are good. Okay, but you know, we we saw we all saw it in two thousand eight. There were agents that didn't make it through. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to pay the MLS dues and everything that we have to pay because they didn't have any closings, you know, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So it's, it feels like we go through this. We're about to be on that time. clearing out every so often. Oh yeah, in the estate industry. right. Yep. You know, it's who makes it. Who, who's, strong who, the strong survive. Mm-hmm. Yep. The strong survive. Natural selection. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Natural yeah. selection. Yeah. yeah, it is. You're right. Um, Brenda, well, I'll go ahead. I, I wanted Drew, if you don't mind, I wanted him to go over the DSCR. This is for investors, and I think this is really important. Yeah. Um, investment property is a really huge deal right now for people. There's yes. a lot of foreclosures going on because of what Brenda said. Taxes went up so much. And insurance. Uh, and insurance, and people are being foreclosed on. I'm seeing it in it's appraisals. It's always into their um, payment. They don't understand that. I'm it's seeing it on one in. of my mm-hmm. like listings and stuff I told you about. You know, like it's happening. It so is. there's a lot of investors out there that may not know about this, and I want them to know what this is and how it can benefit them. Sure. Well, the you know, first thing I want to say is that in reality, anybody buying real estate is an investor. Right, right. Your first time yes. home buyer buying a home is an I investor. Like yeah. um, your second time home buyer. Anybody, we're all investing because in reality, real estate is one of the blessings we have in America that continues to go up. You're never going to make more money than with real estate. Uh, most people. Most. Right? Okay, most people I should will say not. most. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity is there for the average person because the government backs it with different types of loan programs like 100% financing, down payment assistance for people. Right, and so we want to people to buy during the, it, like we said a while ago, if you know how to play the game, you can win the game. Well, we all know that, that we're gonna have a dip. It's gonna be a downtime for the next year. So should everybody not buy in the next year? Your first time home buyer to your investor, to your everybody, right? This is the opportunity we're gonna have before the next boom, before the next appreciation in price, before rates go down and we can refinance into it. So the DSCR is called Debt Service Coverage Ratio. And it was a very common loan program in commercial because in commercial, they're not really worried about Brenda's credit and how Brenda's going to pay things. They want to know how is that apartment complex doing? Is it how, how is it rented out? What kind of income is it making per month? These type of things, more of a business uh, way to underwrite a loan. And so they were like, why can't we do this on the residential side, right? And residential is going to be anything under four units, right? So a fourplex, a threeplex, a, a duplex, or a single family home. And what, we, what the DSCR is, is we're going to go and we're going to have an appraiser, um, an excellent appraiser like Jamie, is going to determine you. not only the value of the home, but what will the home rent for per The month. income approach. That's yeah. right. So an income approach is where, and Jamie, will you explain the income approach? I would just be... So I have, when I do an income approach, I have to call landlords, landladies in that market area it has to be in that market area it can't yeah. be in a different like i can't compare delta county to hopkins it's, yeah. if i'm doing hopkins i've got to be in hopkins so i have a list of people i know that um have many many rentals and i have to ask them what is this rent for generally a lot of them are so good they already have like an excel spreadsheet ready to go that they can email me with all the addresses how many bedrooms because i have to know the bedroom count and the bath count it's super important for rentals and apartments it's super all of it's super important especially with duplexes quadplexes it doesn't matter like so they give me bedroom count bath count this is what it rents for Mm -hmm. because a lot of rental income is per bedroom which is so crazy so i have to commerce 
I have to decipher, and I do a lot in commerce, that, especially they, with those college they, kids and stuff, and that's how they, how they do, do it. And yeah. I and the parking spaces are a big deal too, like in commerce. So, so I thought bedroom was going to rent more for that three bedroom. Right? Exactly, and I have to adjust, you know, for that bedroom or whatever. And then that's kind of the gist. I'm not going to get into all the calculations, but that's how yeah. I come up with the income approach so for what, a lender. So what she's saying, in a nutshell, is that what will it rent for? So for the DSCR program, you're going to buy a $300,000 house. You're going to put down 20%. Okay, so that's $60,000. So you're going to borrow $240,000. We're going to ask Jamie to go out and appraise the home to make sure it's going to meet value and to tell us what should this house rent for, this four-bedroom, two-bath home that's 2,500 square foot in Hopkins County. What should that rent for? Jamie's going to come back with a price. And the DSCR, debt service coverage ratio, is going to determine well, the, what's the mortgage payment with taxes and insurance? Compare that to what the rent should be. And if the rent will cover the mortgage payment with taxes and insurance, then we're good. We're happy because now we know that the rent will cover the mortgage. And we're going to lend you money based on that. So what does that mean? I'm not going to ask you for a pay stub. I'm not going to ask you for your uh, it's uh, awesome. tax return. I'm not going to ask you for anything. I'm just going to ask for proof that you have enough money to put down. And I'm going to ask an appraiser to verify that home will value for at least the mortgage payment. What about credit score? We do need good credit, right? Because, uh, and I say good credit, that's really going to be anything over a 680. Okay. If we, not to say that we don't have programs for below that, but now we're going to get into much higher interest rates and things like that. And, you know, in the right deal, maybe it's worth it. But you're going to have to have a minimum score of a 660. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this okay. is perfect to me for self-employed people like our, ourselves mm -hmm. that, you know, we, when we file our taxes, we have to write off so many business expenses. Sure. And, you know, a typical mortgage for a self-employed person, we should get into that. Like, if oh, you're yeah. a first-time home buyer and you're self-employed, please reach out to Drew because he can guide you on, if you're self-employed and you're a first-time home buyer and you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to qualify because my income at the bottom line is not going to make it. That's right. Talk to your trusted lender because you don't know. You don't so, know. Doesn't the government, they they set up self-employed people to have the opportunity to take as many write-offs as they can. It's the American way. It's the game that we play. It's the game so we play. So unfortunately, because of the write-offs that we have, that also affects you getting government-backed loans. Right. Kind of weird, huh? Yeah. I know. But there are some really great programs that we have for that. And the DSCR is more an investor one. Right. But the great one for we have for self-employed people, and this could be first-time homebuyers or people that own houses before, I absolutely love it. There's two programs. One is where I'm going to ask you to provide me your bank statements. Now, as a self-employed person, more than likely you're depositing all your money into your bank account every month, right? And then from there you're paying debts. And what I'm going to do is add up, I'm going to ask you for 12 months of bank statements, I'm going to add up all your deposits in your business, and I'm going to say, look, you know, Jamie, you have deposited $200,000 in the last 12 months. And yes, you're going to have expenses, you're going to have write-offs, things of this nature. So I'm going to say, I'm going to take half that dollar amount. I'm going to call that your income. So half of $200,000 is $100,000. I'm going to say, that is how much I'm going to say you make per year, and I'm going to underwrite your loan based on that. An even better program that I like more for real estate agents and uh, people that are 1099, right? 1099 means that you That's are a subcontractor for so-and-so, right? Uh, you're a roofer and you are being paid, uh, you know, uh, 1099 from the guy, the guy that owns the roofing company, or the lady that owns the roofing company is paying, and you're selling, you're paying, you're getting real estate paid agents 1099. are 1099. Um, real estate agents are 1099. Appraisers are 1099. A lot of construction <laughs> people are 1099. I mean, you just go back to a lot of things where, that are 1099. Oh, a lot of old guys 
and grab. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So on a 1099, I can t I can take your 1099 and I can multiply that, or I can take 80% of what your 1099 is and say that's your income. Oh. Really? And I don't look at tax returns. I don't look at anything other than that, that 1099. 1099. Well, I'll be dang. I did so not know that. That's a blessing for people that are 1099. Mm -hmm. right? I didn't know you could do that. I didn't either. Well, there's a lot of programs out there that wow. you, know, you don't hear about every day. Wow. Uh, because it doesn't fit everybody's situation. Awesome. Right? So I've talked too much for over here. No, you've been so awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wow, Damn, this totally. is awesome. I mean, people need to know this stuff. Yes. Like, really? We'll see you next time on Top, Top Notch, Notch Tuesdays. Tuesdays.